Thank you for connecting to this podcast for Faith Renewed. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Finished up Isaiah last week, and I hope you enjoyed that. And as we continue through the Old Testament together and the greatest stories ever told, uh, we're going to be today looking at the book of Jeremiah. And uh, just in quick review, finishing up Isaiah last week, we spoke about the second coming of Jesus. How many knows he's coming again? Come on. Amen. I I mean, uh, he said a a blessed hope that we have, and he told us to watch therefore. So this is, this is what we've been given again, the promise of the second coming. I gave you three, actually asked three questions last week in that. And the first one is this is when is he coming? You feel like, man, what are you coming? Jesus, come on. And you ever felt that way when I answered that for you and I actually gave you, uh, just, my word, what I believe, you know, as far as when he's coming. And that answer, in case you were not here, in case you missed it, is I don't know. I don't know. We don't know that. We don't know when it's coming. So again, but we believe, we trust the word and know that he is coming. Uh, second thing is this, is how is he coming? I love that one. Uh, he's coming in power. He's coming on that white horse and, and a completely different mindset uh, a ch- different view of how he comes. Again, we saw him come as that baby. We saw him come down that in the uh, on that uh, road on that donkey. Now he's coming on that white horse in power and uh, with a sword, with his mouth open, speaking and declaring. It's going to be incredible. That's how he's coming. And the last and third question I ask is this: What about now? What what do we do until that time comes? And we talked about how for us we're supposed to do business. Until Jesus comes. We're supposed to be about his business, just the way that he was while he was here until that day. And so that's what he's called us to do. And I, I think this, I, I just love God. He's just awesome. He just is so cool how he puts things in just the right order in scripture and he lays everything out for us. I, I believe Jeremiah today and what we're going to see in this book is the perfect follow-up for Isaiah. I think when we left that saying, what do we do? I think this answer now, what we see here in in Jeremiah is probably the most beautiful answer to this because we see Jeremiah the prophet now rise up in this book. And this is... uh, this is a guy I like him because, again, he, he's been referred to as a weeping prophet. He was emotional. He was real. Uh, he was speaking to a difficult people in a very difficult time, and it got real. And so I just, I think, again, there's some ways that we can connect and relate to what we see in Jeremiah. And today I want to do this. I want to give you a few things today and uh, that from this book, Jeremiah chapter 1, that I believe we can draw from. And I want to do this. We're going to read, picking up in verse 4 and 5. Five. Five will be this first focus, but it says this. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. So before you even, that, that's cool, man. So you got to see the progression of how this, this is so opposite and backwards of how we see stuff in the natural so many times. You know, we come around, we get saved, we get born again, then we get sanctified, then we, listen, look at what we see here. This is beautiful. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. I think it's important that we understand before we go into this, these first first point here is that God is no respecter of person. 
Uh, this is throughout the Bible. We see promises of that, that God is no respecter of person. And so we see here, I believe, again, we understand again, written through this prophet, through a people in a very difficult time. But again, he's no respecter of person. And I believe that we're going to see in this passage, and we can see throughout the Scripture, that again, God uses the Word of God to speak to us, and this is for us. And so I love what we see here. And the first point today uh, and number one is, is just simply this, is uh, we can learn a lot from this verse. We can learn a lot from this verse. Now, I know that's not like a typical point, because you're like, well, wh- okay, well, what can we learn from this verse, Steve? You know, so what's the point? Well, the point is this. point is we can learn a lot from, from this verse. This verse is just wild, man. I, th- there's just so much here. This, this could be... A series, this one verse, one passage right here, one thing that we see here, this could be a series alone. So I'm going to do this. I want to give you, and we're going to move fast through this. And so, but I want to show you just in this first verse a few things that, like, man, leapt off the page. And I was like, man, this is awesome. We can learn so much from this verse. First thing is this, you can do sub notes underneath your notes if you're underneath this point, sub points, is this, is that we can learn. A lot about ourselves. This is not going to be on the screen, so this is those note-takers who get special privileges in heaven because you know. So listen, we learn a lot about ourselves. I want you to see this from this because he said this. He says, before you were ever formed in the womb, he knew you. (laughs) Before, listen, so th- this tells us something. Listen, that it wasn't a situation where we got here, and now it's like God looking at us and saying, now what? <laughs> this is what you got to see. Before you were ever formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. You know what that means? This is what's beautiful. I love this. This is what shows us that you're not an accident. You are not an accident. And, and it breaks my heart. I'm thankful I didn't have parents that told me that. But, man, I, I know people who have, have had to hear that in their life. They've been told those types of things that, that man, we didn't plan on you. You were an accident. And, and, listen, I want you to see what we see in this scripture and what we see in this passage. This is before you ever got here in the physical, he already knew you were coming. Before, listen, before you ever formed in the womb, he knew you. He, he, he was this. And so before all of these things, that, that before any of this, listen, he knew you. So I, I think this is how God looks at this. God's like, okay, I need something done in South Carolina, or I need something done on this part of the earth, and this is who I'm going to make for the job. I'm going to form this person for that task. This is what God does. He says, before any of these things, he knew you. You are not an accident. Before, listen, before you ever even got in, mama, came out of daddy, he knew you. This is, this, 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 I love this. And this is what he says. Before any of those times, he already formed you. So this is what the word form means. That literally, this means that he is the potter. That's what this word means. That literally, that this potter is doing this. He is forming you and purposing you and planning for a purpose. And he has this, this, this thing that God has specifically called you to do. I love it. This is what he is doing. This is why this is so important that, listen, we as Christians, we stand up for and we stand against abortion. This is just another reason that we see why as, a, as, as people of God, we do this. We say, man, that is murder. It's killing because, listen, before they even got here, God already knew them. 
We say this, and this I'm loving that science is, is actually now starting to catch up with what the Word of God says. Where they literally used to be the, the, uh, the kind of the mindset amongst those who were believing in, in, in for abortion. At one point, they used to say that this was just, again, not even uh, a person until it actually left the womb. And now they're starting to, and science is backing it up. And their argument they have used for so many years is dwindling where they're saying, now we don't believe that's just a bunch of protoplasm that's come together. And this is not just a few little cells that happen. And then one day now that's going to become a person. Now they recognize it. Because you know this before, even, listen, the moment it is conceived, right there in that moment, the DNA is there. Everything that needs, needed to be life happens in that moment. So this is what happens. It's just a smaller version. It's already there. And this is what I love about God. He says this before that even happened. I knew you. So here's, here's what we got to see. This is so good that he shows us, listen, that before that even took place. I read on the End Abortion Now, uh, a powerful website is speaking against and trying to bring Unite Churches to stand together in faith for this, this cause that 3,300 children a day are murdered through that. You understand and realize that's a 9-11 every day? We, we, in just a couple of weeks, we're going to, I guess, honor that and remember, remember what took place and the devastation that happened upon this earth and, 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 and in America, of all places, where terror come in and life was destroyed and 3,300 people again every day. Listen, this is what we need to see. Listen, please grab it. You reported to him. He had a plan for you. Learn this about yourself already. So you can, you can quit looking in the mirror saying, well, no, not me. Listen, no, listen. God had a plan for you. We learned this about ourselves and I love it. Second thing that we can see in this very same point here underneath this subpoint two is just simply this. We learn a lot about God. We don't only learn, we don't only learn about ourselves and see something here. We, we see something about the God who created us. This is what we learned about this. And there's one passage, one verse. See, we learned this, <clears throat> that this God knows us. That this person, listen, this, this, this created being by God that was brought into this earth, listen, he knew us. This shows this God that we talk about that we've been lifting our hands to, singing to, worshiping, praising, knows. So this means this right now, that nothing right now is taking him off guard. I think sometimes it's easy to think we get a picture of God in our minds sometimes that he's up there in heaven worried. Like, man, what are we going to do? Listen, pl- listen, listen, he's not worried. He is not struggling right now. Listen, he's not scared and he's not surprised. So this is what he knows right now. He knows you. He knows the situation. He knows what needs to be done. And we learned this in one passage. And this is awesome. Listen to this God who knows us and shows us so much about ourselves. We see so much about him. And one of the things that we see he's done here in this sub point, now underneath number three here, this sub point is this, is that God made you for a purpose. That God who formed you, the God who made you, who knew you, who knows all, sees all, understands all, this is what he did. That potter formed, made, created, designed, and he said he did this. He said he sanctified you. We're sanctified, this means if, it means that you are set apart. You're set apart. And so we, we a lot of times, will do it this way. We're like, okay, now I get, I get saved. Um, and then when I get sanctified, I get set apart, and then I get filled with the Holy Spirit, and there's kind of like that order. And, I mean, again, I can understand that mindset, you know, what we're seeing here. But listen, he called you and set you apart before you got here. 
Now, I do believe this. That setting apart process is ongoing. We're continually being set apart, called for, set apart for the purpose until the day he comes. But this is what he said. Listen, he told us this. He said, I ordained you. He ordained you. I had a guy call me the other day, and they're, they're looking to plant a church, and he's pulled out from a denomination in which he was under and, and had ordinations and had, had licenses and things similar to the same situation when I was underneath the denomination and we were in the same type boat. And, and he, he called me. He said, now, what, what, what group did you go through to get ordained so you could do the church work, all that kind of stuff? Now, I sent him to this place. You know, he could go do that, how he could get set up and get structured and kind of helped him in the process. But I, I just kind of smiled as I was texting back to him and sending him that link because God ordains us. God ordains you. Listen, I, 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 again, all the coverings and things and structures that you see in those things, not against any of that stuff. But listen, you've got to see this. God called you. God had a plan for you. And what happens is a lot of people, a lot of ways, a lot of times, they're waiting on someone else to call them and ordain what God's already ordained. They're waiting on somebody else to come in and agree with what God's already said about them. Listen, God's already said it. God's already ordained you. He's already set you apart, made you for a purpose and a plan. And the moment you start seeing that, this is what you'll start doing. You'll start walking in the purpose. You'll start walking in the plan. When you automatically start seeing, man, that ordination comes from God and he's called you, he's put you in position. That's what it means, that he put you in the position and in the place to do the work he's called you to do. So before, you ever formed in your mama's womb, he knew you, ordained you, set you apart, sanctified you, and called you for a specific purpose and a reason. Now, Jeremiah 1.6 says this. Now, <laughs> This is wild, man, because this is why I think we can relate to Jeremiah in a lot of ways, because it's, here, here it is, Jeremiah 1.6, God just told him, I knew you, I know everything, I knew you before you got here, I'm the one who ordains, sanctifies, sets apart, does all this kind of stuff, and look at what we see in Jeremiah 1.6, then said I, oh Lord God, behold I cannot speak, for I am a youth. Now, look at this. This is awesome. I mean, it's just like, God, this is what I want you to do. I want you to change America. I want you to change my school, God. I want you to change my my church, my city. God, change it. And God said this, before you were ever in your mother's womb, I formed you, set you apart. I put you in that city. I put you in that school. And we do this, and he ordains us to do it. He puts us and sets us forth to do it. Then we say, God, send somebody. And he said, I've sent you. And we go, oh, God. This is blows my mind. Listen, this is what we got to see here. Listen, God called him. And I love this dude, man, because, listen, as a youth, we pour this in the kids, man, and I, we say this all the time. Listen, you're not the church of tomorrow, right now. Matter of fact, already before you even got here, God already knew what you would do today. That just trips me up because some of us think right now we didn't got Bible some stuff. Please understand, you didn't get Bible anything. He knew, still set you apart, 
still called you. And this is what happens so many times. We come in this and God says all these things. And then we look at this and we say, oh, God, I can't do that. Do you understand? Listen, if he calls you, he gives you everything that you need to do it. So number two is this. This is what we got to see. We got to grab this. He says this. He said, this is what he put in my heart so clearly. Don't let anything, don't let anything stop you from your assignment. Don't let anything stop you from your assignment. Three things underneath this point. Again, we're going to see it. And again, it's just so much in this. Listen, that we see here. Listen, first thing, we just got to do this. Don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. I'm, 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 man, we have, like, well, the reason is this and the reason is that. Listen, the reason is really is an excuse. And God's saying this, stop making it. Because, listen, I formed you before you got here, knew the plan, knew what you need to do, knew how you need to do it, gave you everything you need to do. Listen, so he says do it. And look at this guy. He's up there saying, man, I can't do this. The God of heaven just spoke to him. The one who created, designed him, and knew him, and all these things said this to him. I've ordained you. And then he looks and says, oh, Lord God, I can't do this. I'm a youth. Listen, stop voicing your disqualifications. Stop saying and declaring these things. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too, too skinny. I'm like, man, give sign me up. Listen, I'm too fat. I'm too this. I, I don't know enough. Listen, if God's called you to do it, he's put you in position, he knows what you need to do. Listen, right now, you're enough. Right now, already in this moment, so quit, listen, don't, stop disqualifying yourself by the things that you speak. So listen, don't do that. Don't voice those things. The second one is this. Don't be afraid of what others think. This is what he's going to, we're going to hear this in a moment. Stop being fearful of what others say. God, God would not listen to Jeremiah's excuse, and he's not going to listen to yours. He's not. He, he's not going to do this. So listen, quit worrying about the others. Listen, what God says about you is what matters most. It's what he says about you that matters above all these things. And listen, just be who he's made you to be. And we use this so many times. This is what blows my mind about this verse. God is giving us this to use for his glory, our good, and we see the world use this more than we use this. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, this is how God made me. I don't care what nobody else thinks about me. Only God can judge me and get a tattoo across the chair. Only God can judge me. Do you see how they've taken that? The world stole the very thing that God gave us. You know what he wants you to do? Say, only God can judge me and take that very serious. And then go do this with it. Quit worrying about everybody else. Quit, quit worrying about what others say. Do what God said to do. And number three underneath this is this. Don't compare your assignment to somebody else's. Stop that. Man, I get, ah, you should do this. I was bad. I'm going to be honest. This was a struggle for me for a long time. I was looking at what somebody else was doing. I was looking at their church, how they pastored, how they led, and I was just missing the things that God was calling me to do. Listen, this is what he's called you to be, who he's called you to be. He's put this in your heart. Quit looking at what somebody else is doing and comparing your assignment. You don't understand. You don't understand that maybe right now your assignment is right there at the ground level, and he's trying to find out if he can trust you on this level. 
maybe this, maybe you doing this right here is going to set the foundation for something else to come along after you and be built upon that that changes the world, man, that, that, that shakes heaven and it shakes earth. And it just starts with you coming to this place where you do this. You quit comparing yourself to anybody else. There's freedom in that, that God made you, that you see this, that man, he designed me before. Listen, I wasn't ever in Agnes's womb. I'm like, who's that? That's my mama. <laughs> Before I was ever in Agnes, man, this is what God knew. I'm going to raise up Terry Rogers, and he's going to be a part of Faith Renewed. He's going he's to help being a part of a group of people that's going to change the world. That's what, he, that's what he knew this. He knew that already. Quit comparing. C.S. Lewis said this. We, we say that people are proud of being rich or clever or good looking, but they're not. They're proud of being richer or cleverer or better looking than others. If everyone else became equally rich or clever or good looking, there would be nothing to be proud about. We look at others, man, and just say, man, God's called them, bless them, man. Let, it, let them walk forth in power, man, and they're calling. I'm going to walk forth in mind. Listen, man, there's so much freedom in that. Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing. And listen, and don't do this. This is another little bonus, number four, right underneath this. Listen, don't minimize your calling either. Just because it's, it's different or maybe separate, doesn't like somebody, don't minimize that, man. What God's called you to do is powerful. It is beautiful, man. It is incredible. So stop minimizing. Stop comparing. Do right now what God's called you to do. Third one and final one is this today. This is what he'll do. This is, again, why Jeremiah is so awesome. He will equip you. Number three, God will equip you. He will do that. He will equip. So don't, so don't, don't, don't think this. Don't, don't go around looking for excuses or reasons saying, man, I can't do this. Listen, God's going to give you what you need to do this. He's not going to do this. God never does this. He's never going to call you to do something and leave you out on your own. He will be with you. He will go with you. He see this throughout Jeremiah. I'm going to read some of these passages because we need to hear it. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 7. He says this. He says, but the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth. God say that back to you. Whatever you brought to him, I'm, I'm, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm, that stop. God saying, stop saying that. For you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces. Oh, that man, I used to worry about that. Man, I'm telling you, man, then, then there's freedom when you get to that place where you quit worrying about what others think, man. Your faces no more bother me, guys. Sorry. Your face is no longer bothering me. Quit. And I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people in ministry called anointed to God, and they let the effect of what's happening in the room affect what they're doing. So if you just come in and focus on His face, and we're walking, quit worrying about the faces of others, man, you'd be you'd have so much more fun. He said, "Don't be afraid of their faces." He said this: "For I am with you to deliver you," says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth His hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, "Behold, I have put my words in." Your mouth. You know how we do this, man? We just declare his word. We, just, we simply obey and do what he says. He keeps telling us this. He keeps showing this. Verse 17, he says it this way. Jeremiah 1, 17, he says it this way. Therefore, prepare yourself and arise. Therefore, prepare yourself and arise. And, and speak to them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed. Again, that word's afraid. There again, he's saying it before their faces. Lest I dismay 
you before them. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar. This is awesome. And bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against his princes, against his priests, and against the people of the land. They will fight against you. He's letting them know, man, when I, when I call you to do what I've purposed in your heart, what I've formed you, there's going to be opposition. But they shall not prevail against you. He said it this way. He says, for I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. This is a wild call, man, because, listen, God's already letting him know there's going to be situations coming against what I call you to do. This is where I believe the breakdown happens a lot of times in the Christian church. Come to Christ and everything's going to be good. The Bible says a lot of other things. Again, ultimately in the end, we know this. Second coming is going to happen and we celebrated it last week. It should celebrate it every day and it's going to be good. But in the meantime, there's going to be things come against us. But listen, he's with you. And he said, he said this, he said in the beginning of that verse 17, he said, he said to prepare yourself. I used, again, I used to read that and I, I, I truly believe it was like, I'm going to go out and do a lot of these things and then God's going to use me. I, I used to feel like, man, I got to prepare myself. I need to go to this school, get that or whatever. All these, listen, I got to prepare myself. Some of your translations probably say this and I like it actually. What he actually says here, the words are this, gird up. Gird up. You've probably heard that term a few times throughout Scripture. When Jesus did this before he was, uh, was, before he was placed upon that cross, the Bible says this, that he girded himself up, took a towel, got down, and washed the disciples' feet. He girded himself up. We know that we're supposed to gird ourselves up and, and with, the, with the armor of God, put this on. You, you know what this means? This is, this is what's wild, man, about this. This is, this is a trip. Because back in this day when this was written, they wore like really cool, like, someone said, the dudes wore like some pretty cool, like skirts and cloaks and sweet robes, man. I mean, it was like cool stuff. This is what they would do. Before they would go into battle, they would gird themselves up. Before they would go into service, gird themselves up. This is what they mean. They'd take that sweet, cool robe, man, that would just flow, wrap it up, pull it up, tuck it in, and go to war. He, says, he said this, prepare yourself. Gird up yourself. It's like, God, what are you saying? This is what he's saying to us right now. Move aside. Set aside the things that are going to trip you up. They're going to stop you are going to hinder you are going to get in the way for what I've called you to do. The preparation has nothing to do about you going and getting stronger. <laughs> it's nothing about you going and getting a lot more training. This is about you pulling that stuff up, getting out of the way and walking the training that he's purposed in your heart. He equips you. He's called you. And I want you to do this, if you would, please. Stand with me. Man, the presence of God is with us right now in this room. And he's speaking to hearts today.
He is speaking to hearts right now. And I want you to grab this. Grab this. Uh, hold on to this as tight as you can. Before you ever got here, he knew you were coming. Before you ever arrived, he already had a plan. He already had a purpose. And he already had a calling upon you. Your preparation is this, setting aside the hindrances. He says to lay aside every weight that so easily besets us. The things that right now will stop you from this. So I want to speak to a couple of things I feel in my heart right now. First of all, I want to come against the lie of the enemy. I want to come against the lie of the enemy. Because last week I left you with, now what do we do to Jesus comes? Now what do we do to he comes back? And I left you with this big challenge to go out and do great things for the kingdom of God and do his work. And God said it this way, in the immediate next book, Jeremiah chapter one, lay aside every excuse, lay aside every reason or thing that you think right now is gonna stop you and walk in this calling, walk in this plan. So I wanna come against the lie right now, the enemy that speaks to your heart, says things like, man, you cannot, you will not, you're never enough, you're never gonna be enough. That's a lie from the enemy. God said this about us. He knew us. He knew me. (laughs) I want you to make that personal right now. Just place your hand upon your heart. Just say this, man. He knew me. Oh, man. Holy Spirit's here. He, I just sense him. He knew Some of you have been questioning that. You've been questioning that. The enemy has used this against you. And God shows us a lot of things about ourselves, but he also shows us things about himself in this, that he's real. The doubts that you have, listen, lay that aside. Trust what his word says. He's real. He's true. And he knew you. I also want to speak to this today, the call that he has upon your life. The plan that he has for you, the purpose that he's placed upon you. Listen, he's called us to walk in this. Listen, he's going to equip today. You do this, you just lay aside the things that are in the way. Whether that's your fears, your pride, your, your unbelief, your doubts, thoughts of what others say or do. Let's lay it aside today. That's the only thing he wants us to do. The only preparation from us is just pull that stuff up and say, God, I'm going to walk in this. So God, I thank you right now for what you're speaking to hearts and lives in this room. First of all, if you don't know Jesus, you need to surrender your life to him today. I want you to do this before we get ready to open up this altar in just a moment. I want you to come to this altar. I want you to come as quick as you can get here. I want to pray with you. I want to introduce you to Jesus. We have an incredible man of God back in our care ministry room. We'd love to introduce Jesus to you and talk to you, pray with you. If you need that, you want to talk to someone in that setting, listen, do not stay where you're at. Move immediately when we open this altar up in just a moment. But I also want to speak to every person in this room, listen, that today understands, listen, God's called me. And if you, if you understand this and you believe this word's true today, I want you to do this in just a moment. We open this altar up. I want you to go get with God. I want you to spend, I want you to go after him, seek after him, let him speak into your heart. 
Let him reveal himself to you. Let him just, let this word become just real in you. If you have a prayer need today, listen, this is what we want you to do. We want you to come to this altar and kneel here. We're going to pray with you. Or you step back to the care ministry with if you just want to get with God, listen, and you believe this, listen, you know God's called you and you want to walk in that calling. Listen, this is what I want you to do. If you, if you know God's called you and you want to walk in that calling, I want you to step out from where you're at and I want you to come. You can stand or just sit out here in, in, on the floor or whatever. Just get with God for a few moments. Let the Spirit of God just be poured over your life right now. If you have a prayer need right now, I want you to do this. We're going to open the altar up now. If you need prayer for any reason, I want you to step out. You just surrender your life to Jesus. I want you to step out. If you just want to come and just get with God, say, man, God, I want to walk in the calling that you've placed upon my life. I want you to step out and just come and get with God. This has been a podcast of Pastor Terry Rogers brought to you by Faith Renewed. For more information about us, please visit faithrenewed.org. For questions, feel free to contact us via email at info at faithrenewed.org. 